Hello and welcome to an exclusive podcast brought to you by VJ Oncology. Today, we are delighted to have four experts sharing updates on immunotherapy in brain tumours. To begin, we have Olivia Rongs-Blue providing an update on the current immunotherapeutic landscape for glioblastoma, outlining promising ongoing clinical trials and highlighting challenges in the development of effective immunotherapies for glioblastoma. So my lab is focused on the immunotherapy for glioblastoma GBM. GBM is an incurable cancer with an overall survival of less than 18 months from diagnosis. Um, although immune checkpoint blockades or other immunotherapy has transformed the cancer treatment for many types of cancers, the recent clinical trials have not um, improved for GBM. So GBM is extremely challenging for immunotherapy because of the unique uh, in, um, tumor microenvironment in the brain. The, the, immune, um, the environment is very immunosuppressive driven by a um, population of cells, microphage and microglia. And the microglia also are tissue residential microphages in the brain and they are also play a significant role to, to drive the immunosuppression in the brain. So actually, um, my lab, you know, a few years ago, we, we found that when we inhibit a protein phosphatase 2A, um, um, the PB2A inhibitor synergizes with PD1 immune checkpoint blockade for um, glioma mouse models. And, um, and the molecular pathway has has not been very clear, but there is a phase two clinical trials of PP, PP2A inhibitor LB100 for glioblastoma um, at NCI. And so my lab is really want to look into what is the molecular mechanisms of P, the role of PP2A in, in GBM. So actually we, we found that um, uh, in addition on the tumor cells, um, PP2A also play a role in the um, glioma-associated macrophage and microglia. By targeting PP2A, we can overcome the myeloid-driven uh, immunosuppression in GBM. So we are working on the molecular mechanisms and we are working on manuscript submission currently. Next up, Stefan Joseph Bagley shares the results of a phase two study of the combination of the JITAR agonist and the PD-1 inhibitor with stereotactic radiosurgery for recurrent glioblastoma. So what we found was that in the primary non-surgical arm, that was 16 patients, there really was not a signal of efficacy. We saw zero responses and the median progression-free survival was about four months median overall survival just over nine months. And those numbers are very much in line with what we typically see in, in recurrent glioblastoma with standard of care. What was much more exciting was the surgical arm findings. There, those patients had a marked improvement in progression-free and overall survival, but only if they received the fractionated stereotactic RT prior to surgery. So the patients in the surgical arm who did get neoadjuvant FSRT, had over double the progression-free and overall survival times of the group that only received the checkpoint inhibitors prior to surgery. So what we found was that the combination of checkpoint inhibition and fractionated RT prior to surgical resection uh, seemed to have a strong signal of efficacy and this data was supported by immune correlatives that showed much stronger and more sustained 
systemic inflammation in that group of patients. And now we have Anthony Chalmers discussing the unique immunosuppressive environment created by the GBM tumor and how this has piqued interest in immune checkpoint inhibitors as a potential tumor-limiting strategy. There's huge interest in the immune system and GBM. So just testing immune checkpoint inhibitors hasn't worked. And we know that the immune system in the brain is very different than it is in the rest of the body and a bit mysterious. No one's quite sure uh, how it functions. And particularly when a tumor is present, we know that GBM creates a sort of profound immunosuppression around themselves, almost like as a protection against immune attack. Uh, so with better understanding of the specific immune system in the brain and around GBM, I'm hopeful that in time we'll get some therapies that can overcome that immune suppression and get longer-term tumor control. But we're a little bit away from that. And maybe in the future, combining the DNA repair inhibitors with the radiation, maximizing tumor kill, maximizing the immune signal from the tumor with some kind of immune modulating therapy used afterwards for longer term control. Finally, Philip Krishnia highlights the need to differentiate side effects of traditional chemotherapy and novel treatments such as checkpoint inhibitors and CAR T cells in brain cancer. When we think about um, side effects after chemotherapy to the brain, we have to distinguish between traditional chemotherapy drugs, such as methotrexate, um, which may cause some acute effects, but also some long-term effects, including leukoencephalopathy. And those long-term effects may translate into cognitive effects, which may prohibit patients to, um, from undergoing further treatment when progression occurs. The other side are more novel treatments, which include uh, checkpoint inhibitors, um, but also CAR T cells, which may have a very different side effect profile compared to such traditional chemotherapy drugs and such um, more Novel immunotherapeutic approaches um, may come with inflammatory states of the brain, very peculiar neurotoxicity syndromes, um, including Parkinsonism-like symptoms in some kind of CAR T cells, um, but also other neurotoxicities such as diffuse brain swelling, um, which are profoundly different from what we have um, encountered so far in traditional chemotherapies. And there is a lot to be um, elucidated in the next years. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BG Oncology to join in the conversation and check out bgoncology.com for all of our exclusive coverage on brain tumors.